0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am afraid to inform you have been
1: institutionalized. Hosted by Tyler Mize,
0: Curtis Langston,
1: Zoe Boyette, Dominique Beatty. For all intents and purposes, these are based off of real narratives and stories. I learned a new word at school today, Mama.
2: School. School. It has an H in it. Horse is a new word. I like it. I learned tense today. I have a good mama. I had a good day yesterday. I'm tired of trying to help the others. Only three of us can be in the program. I wish there was more. It got cut. There's no more classes. I'm trying to help the others, but there are just so many of us trying to learn. Dear Mama, I have advanced on my own, but many of the others are still struggling. I am so glad to be able to tell you how I feel now. I love you so much. I wish I was not here, and I wish I was with you. I'm sorry. I'm maybe not able to enjoy your sweet home-cooked meals. I won't be able to kiss you on your cheek and tell you how much I love you. I'm scared, Mama. Why is this happening? Did I do bad? Should I have just stayed in school? Why didn't I listen to you? Am I getting karma or is it just with luck? Am I dealt with a bad hand? I don't know anymore. I just want this heartache to end. I hate this. So much. Please pray for me.
1: Sincerely, Prisoner 1
0: And here are the not-so-fun facts for today.
1: We hope that the letter you just heard illustrated how the pipeline to prison is a very real issue and if hearing a story of it isn't enough here are the stats zero tolerance policies criminalize education and target black students disproportionately according to the ACLU black students facing disproportionately harsher punishment than white students in public schools while black students only make up sixteen percent of public school enrollment they account for forty two percent of all students who have been suspended multiple times This is in sharp contract to white students who represent 51 percent of public school enrollment yet only constitute 31 percent of students who serve multiple suspensions. According to the National Adult Literacy Survey, 70 percent of all incarcerated adults cannot read at a fourth grade level. The connection of causes of many societal ills, including poverty, violence, crime, and incarceration in most instances, correlate to high school, completion rates, and literacy skills education for primary grade students. So with all of this being said, let's dive into what the Pipeline to Prison actually is. So for the listeners, uh, what is Pipeline to Prison? Okay, so basically the Pipeline to Prison is a projection of young adolescents who are assumed to go to jail based on their literacy rates and it is highly targeted or assumed towards minority students such as Hispanics or African Americans.
0: Alright. In the article done by Terry Frenning in late 2012, it was revealed how students are denied rights that should already be given to them and given a fresh just for breaking dress codes. These make a majority of minorities and these minorities make up about 86 percent of this with them being african americans they are treated as full-fledged criminals not children and they are even most likely not given a legal representative to defend them in their cases
3: so to tie together everything we've been saying students will go to school and have some dress code violations or other disciplinary problems at early education And therefore, they will feel less likely to want to go to school. This will uh, have them not learn the proper things to read and write, which will have them more likely be in poverty later on in life, which leads to a lot of crime. Then when they are in prison, there are very limited opportunities to learn or gain a GED. According to the government the federal government there is a requirement of 240 hours to obtain their ged plus if they are non-english speaking prisoner they must learn english as a second language these programs are very few far in between and are only for non-violent offenders which brings its own issues
1: now featuring our commercial break from usm penitentiary
0: Sorry to interrupt your program, ladies and gentlemen, but there is something I must really must, and I mean must, talk with you about. Have you or your loved one have been expected by the pipeline to prison system? If so, please call 1-800 to break this pipeline to see if it's available at your prison. Now, I know that it may be a hassle to do, but please just find it in your heart to break down the system. To get help with your GED, second language, learning, ear reading and tutoring, this system will be a great start for you and I can promise you that from the bottom of my heart and all the others behind me as well. So please, take reach out to us and we'll be sure to reach our hearts out to you.
1: Thank you for the much needed commercial break. We will now be leading into our discussion of Pipeline to Prison. So Dominique, why
2: did
3: you choose this particular topic?
2: Because as a future teacher, the pipeline of prison system is important to me. Because I want to be a part of what dismantles the system. I want to be able to look at students and tell them that just because they don't have as high as literacy rates as we would like for them to have, that doesn't mean that they're destined to do one thing and that they are in control of their lives. And just because they aren't doing so like so good in one area that doesn't mean that they're destined for a life of crime or they're destined to go to prison and that there are ways to counteract those things that they have, the circumstances they have been coming to and the circumstances that our systems have put under them and that they can do anything that they want to do and that they have people who will help them and advocate for them to do whatever it is that they want to do
3: is there anything that you think uh students and schools could do to help with that issue
2: I think students need to have schools that rely on them and that they are able to rely on. I think schools need, instead of worrying about what the test needs to be, we need to worry about how to get there if we don't get there. So, and by that, I mean yes it's bad if we fail tests but even if we do fail tests it's not something that we can't come back from students have to be encouraged and told that they're capable of everything that they're going to do because if you tell a student that they're going to fail something then they're going to fail it students will project themselves in the way that you think that they can uh, they what you think they can match so if you're constantly telling a student That they have to do this or their entire life is going to be ruined if they don't do well on this one test. And they're going to put so much pressure on themselves and they're they're going to fail that test because the circumstances are putting too much pressure on them for them to be able to succeed the way
1: they need to. All right, Curtis. So how has this stereotype of pipeline to prison affected you as a black man?
0: As a black man, I can't personally say it affected me personally, but um, me as in a community, it has affected us greatly as... Most of us are forced to go to jail because we sometimes feel that that's the our only option, and it's the way for us to force prove um our security in life and to like get this image of us being a actual um dominant figure in a world where we have a uphill battle against us with um either we're told to dress a certain way, stop talking a certain way. Um, turn out that earphone, change your skin, whatever that could mean, and um, judge for everything else in between. Me. And we get no sense of equality in that regard, and we get no comfort out of being able to just be comfortable in, in our skin, and we feel like this burden around the world. So that's I want us to be uh, individuals and black men, to be able to be secure and not feel like they are ill and they are smart individual and they deserve to be loved.
1: All right, Curtis, and one last question. How do you wish your school would have supported you throughout your primary education?
0: Well, for one, I wish they would prefer us to like be able to go out in the world and learn to manage ourselves, learn how to be able to speak our minds out and not have this suppressed idea of what it is we must do instead of what it is how we should think uh, about being able to think outside the box and not be caged up and also give us more tools like get better resources give us better opportunities to like grow ourselves as individual and not be just another cog in the machine and be more more of a student and not more as a servant to their system. So that's the only thing I can say on the issue, but I appreciate your time. Zoe, how
2: do you
3: think poverty has affected schools in the pipeline to prison? So as we've stated previously, pipeline to prison has a lot to do with reading levels. One of the things is if schools are underfunded, their classrooms and required materials are much fewer or non-existent at all. Therefore the students will feel less important or not even seen as important at all due to their windows being broken in their schools, not having any textbooks, which will decrease the students wanting to come to school so by the time they're in middle school or high school they will be out on the streets or doing something else because the teachers and the building itself looks like no one cares.
1: We hope that this first episode of Incarcerated has informed our listeners and viewers of the pressing issue of Pipeline to Prison. As the creators of this podcast, we understand that this is not a quick fix and that important steps will need to be taken to lower these rates of Pipeline to Prison. We will see you in our next episode.